that's the real hiccup, Steve. You do see your spouse every day. Well, you know, most of the time for most of us. So it's pretty easy to just ask, um, hon, what was that thing you were asking me to do this morning? Whereas you're not real likely to want to ask that of your boss. This week, are you hearing your spouse or are you listening to your spouse? Dr. Noelle Nelson explains the difference and tells you how you can do it better. Stay tuned. We're giving away free wine during the month of May 2014. All you have to do is join the Hitched Wine Club and your third shipment is free. No strings attached. To join, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link on our homepage. And hurry, because this is a limited time offer. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. This wine is amazing and hand-picked just for you. So don't wait. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, so Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is an author of many, many books, um, and well, we're going to talk about the difference, Noelle, between hearing and listening. Um Apparently, there is a, a – well, according to a new study that came out of Queen's University in Ontario, uh, there's a big difference between hearing our spouse and actually listening to what they're saying, uh, which is what has so often led to a wife exclaiming, you never listen to me, and the husband replying, I heard every word you said. <laughs> want to know what's amazing about that, Steve? They're both right. Okay, so um, – how? If that, that's the case, how can a husband or a wife hear everything their spouse says yet not have listened to it? How can they both be right? Right. Well, hearing is just the physical act of sound waves getting to your eardrums and getting translated by your brain. Listening is the act of tuning into what you're hearing. So you actually do something with it like remember it or reflect on it or whatever. I guarantee that right now, wherever you are, Steve, sitting in your office or whatever, you are hearing, meaning that you're, you, there, there are vibrations getting to your eardrums and it's going into your brain, but you are not listening to probably, you know, even a tenth of it, okay? So listening and hearing are very different acts. Now, what the researchers discovered is that when we want to, <laughs> when we're deliberately paying attention, we listen to our spouse's voice better than to any other voice. But more often than not, the daily patter, if you will, of our spouse comes across as just that, which is patter. Something you hear. I mean, it does hit your eardrums and it does get into your brain, but you don't really ingest it. You're not really listening. Mm. I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Um, okay. You know, what's so funny is I, when I, um, when I hear all this, all I can think, I, did you ever see the movie white men can't jump? Yes. So there's that, very fun. 
Yeah, like there, so there's that banter between Wesley Snipes and um, Woody Harrelson where he's talking about Jimi Hendrix and he was saying, you know, you know, you hear Jimi Hendrix, but you're not – or you listen to Jimi Hendrix, but you're not hearing Jimi Hendrix. And they have this kind of thing going back and forth, which is basically what we're talking about, about comprehending what you're – you know, the sound waves hitting your eardrums and like actually understanding what's what's being said kind of a thing. Understanding and, and making some attempt – to retain it or make sense of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that seems really unfair, though, that these this stuff uh, happens with spouses where it's really easy to tune out our spouse. Um, I mean, if you bother to speak, I mean, you should expect that your spouse will really be listening to you, though. Well, and that would be common sense, yes. But common sense and science, Steve are quite frankly often. And so what the scientists point out is that as irritating as an oblivious husband can be to a wife's speaking or vice versa, believe me, it happens in reverse also, there is something adaptive about what we might call selective hearing. Mm -hmm. In other words, the brain can take in only so much input at any one time and it has to constantly make decisions about what is urgent and what can slide. So when someone like your boss or a client or a cop says something, it's a lot more important to get it right right then than it is when what you're hearing is coming from someone you see every day and you can always ask them for a reminder. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's the real hiccup, Steve. You do see your spouse every day. Well, you know, most of the time for sure. most of us. So it, it's pretty easy to just ask, um, Hun, what was that thing you were asking me to do this morning? Whereas you're not real likely to want to ask that of your boss. Yeah. It, it, now, this may be the same study um, that – because I read something very similar and it might – like I said, it might be the same study. But I also saw that uh, couples, when they age, um, it's harder for them to tune out what their spouse says um, and they think that it might be an evolutionary thing to where – because we become more dependent on others and your your spouse's voice is – so when you're younger, I guess it's something like you can you can tune out your spouse when you're younger very easily. Like that's the one that you can just block without even trying. But as you age, um, it's, it's harder to block that voice out from others. Is that, well, is that, it's a survival thing. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, and we're talking about age, age. We're not talking about when you're 50. We're talking <laughs> yeah. really about more when you're 70, 80, 90, when you get up there. And yes, at that point in time, more often than not, your spouse has, has gone up in the, in the scale of those who must be listened to because the kids are gone. Maybe you're retired. There are less people of great significance that you have to attend to right that second. Mm-hmm. And so... Your brain now has room, if you will, has space to attend to your spouse. And often what they are saying is more critical to you because they know you so well. And more often than not, they have your best interest at heart. So when they say, uh, you know, honey, don't forget your keys, you'll actually listen to it because they are the ones that know that 50% of the time you do forget your keys. And then you're in trouble trying to get back in the house or get to your car or whatever, whatever. So... It's it's a it's really a survival mechanism, and our our systems, if you will, our consciousness is very smart that way. 
It's so, genius. Yeah. yeah, it's genius. Because you're, I mean, you use the analogy of your boss not wanting to um, have to re- re- get repeat, ask the boss to repeat themselves. But I almost feel like as you get older, like you and your spouse are each other's bosses because you're dependent on your survival. Whereas the workplace survival, yep. you it's that boss. So um, That's right. And think of how many less distractions, generally speaking, we have as we get older by choice. Sure. Not, you know, by choice. Retirement is all about what? Retiring, meaning backing away from the sort of constant um, jibber jabber of of everyday life, and so yes, your spouse's voice now stands out much more. Yeah, and okay, so going back to um, we're not talking about the, the you know survival um, in our retirement years, but we're we're going back to most of our listeners now. Um, I mean, we should. I mean, should we really expect that we should have to repeat ourselves, um, or? Should we do the opposite and just cop to not really listening and ask our spouse to repeat themselves endlessly? And by the way, before you answer this, I have to say that like me and my wife are totally guilty of this, but <laughs> there's an awareness to it. Like we recognize it and we will – I mean honestly, at least once a night while we're sitting on the couch uh, reconvening for the day about what happened – uh, we get distracted by something, um, and it's usually text messages or, you know, we're we're on social media or whatever. And it's, I'm sorry, what'd you say? I wasn't listening. And and you know, we have that understanding, so the frustration's not there any longer. And then sometimes it'll we'll do that clarity of just give me five minutes. I need to like finish this conversation and then I will put my phone down and put it away and then really listen to you. And once we came to that understanding, it's worked really well for us. So I'm sorry. It's your turn now. Great. No, <laughs> that's fine. I think that's great. And you know, as we have said and, and I know other of your experts have said, Steve, that good communication is really the, the fix for just about anything in a marriage. And what you're describing is good communication. It's being honest. It's no, I wasn't listening. But not with with mean intent or anything, but finding a solution, which is, okay, I need five minutes here, you know, to take care of whatever this is, then I will put down the phone, put down the whatever, and I'm all yours, and mean it. That's great communication. So is, by the way, humor to say, oops, did it again, whatever you said, it went right by me, sorry, honey, kind of thing. But let's, let's if I may, give a couple of other um, ways to deal with this. Yes, okay? please do. Because you are absolutely correct, Steve, having to repeat oneself endlessly, especially if there's no humor involved, or having to ask for repetition constantly, th- those, those two avenues do not make for a satisfactory relationship. So let's start with the eternal asker, okay? <laughs> the one who finds him or herself regularly forgetting what your spouse has said or asked of you. Of course, make an effort to pay more attention. But how about making a note? I mean, really, that's what smartphones and tablets and odd bits of paper are for. It's only basic courtesy, after all, to listen to your spouse with something at least approximating the attentiveness you would to your boss or your client. And so, especially if they're asking that you pick something up or or remember to make a call or some family get-together that's important, is make a note of it. Make a note of it. Text yourself. I mean, it's, it's so easy to do, and it relieves a lot of uh, what could be otherwise very frustrating encounters. 
Okay, so then how about the spouse who's always having to repeat him or herself? I mean, that's got to be frustrating from their point of view. Of course, of course. Uh, well, first of all, I say don't take it personally. I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, if you're in a halfway decent relationship, don't take it personally. It, it really isn't about you. Um, it's, it's about the other scientific stuff that yeah, we were talking about. It's science. That's all you have to yeah, do. Just be like, I'm sorry, honey. It's science. Right. <laughs> But I, I do think there are some some um, some easy ways to get around it. I have two different approaches I would suggest. And the first is to have compassion. In other words, proceed from the understanding that, yep, you probably will be there able to repeat the whatever later today or tomorrow or in the next 10 minutes or whenever. And remember that your beloved mate isn't failing to listen to you. out of any disrespect or lack of love. It's, as you said, Steve, science is just him or her weeding out what needs instant remembering versus what can be checked up on later. And as we well know, compassion and forgiveness, especially on the little day-to-day, are absolutely critical to a good long-term marriage. But more than that, my second approach would be, I suggest if you want your spouse to do something or remember something important, wait for it, Mm -hmm. write it down. (laughs) You knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Send it to them. You know, text, scribble it on a post in their daytime or on their bathroom mirror or email them. I don't care. Whatever works. If you don't like to repeat yourself, writing stuff down will generally get people's attention. Matter of fact, you can test this out for yourself. There's a very amusing experiment that I like to run every so often, (laughs) which is the next time that you go into your car mechanics shop, right? And he starts to say, or she starts to say, well, it's the gizmo under the hoo-ha, blah, 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 blah. Take out a pad or your iPad and start making notes. And you will notice the mechanic suddenly changes in front of your very eyes. It was, um, yes, well, what I meant to say is, uh-huh. or, well, don't, don't, no, you know, actually, I'm not sure about that. Pro- you would be amazed at what the act of writing things down does to people. They literally perk up and pay about 20 times more attention. Now, when it comes to your spouse, Especially when you're sending that text that says, please pick up the milk or whatever, you throw in the occasional, I love you, or you're the sexiest thing on the planet, along with the pick up the milk reminder, you'll find that your, your little written thing gets that much more attention because we all like a kind word, a fun word here and there. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like this is what emoticons were built for. (laughs) Yes, I know. I know so many people where like half of their text messages. uh, I mean, I do this too. half of them and with like hearts and smoochy faces to my spouse, because, you know, who doesn't like to see that? I mean, it's an easy way of saying like, I love you or I mean, symbolic gesture of like giving them a kiss before they walk out the door. So absolutely. Um, Okay. So ultimately, uh, it's science that it's not our fault if we don't always hear everything our spouse says because it's an easy voice to drown out um, when it hits our eardrum. Uh, but there are – we have discussed some, some, some techniques about how to um, overcome that in the repeating process. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think the most important thing is don't take it personally. And learn to, or, or, or train yourself, if you will, 
to write stuff down. Mm. It, it doesn't have to be lengthy paragraphs. It's two words to remind yourself or to remind your spouse. And the more you put a little humor and a little love into that, the easier all this is. Marriage should be fun. You know, you know, you just reminded me of one last thing, and I've, I've probably mentioned this before, but it's worked out really well uh, for me. Is uh, you brought up the um, the example of you know picking up milk or something along those lines? We actually keep a little whiteboard um, right by our front door, uh, and whenever we need something, we just put it on that whiteboard so that the net when the the next person goes to the store, they can see what is needed, um, and it's it's takes into account everything we just talked about, writing it down. There's no miscommunication. Yep. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, we don't always get everything that's on the board or whatnot, but you'll see if we need milk, we need eggs or whatever the case may be, because it's always right there on the board and it's, it's easy to grab. And another trick that we do, at least I do, is I take my camera phone out and I just snap a picture of the board. So I don't have to copy it all sure. down. I just snap a picture of the board and head over to the grocery store. So. Great use of modern technology. Right. Yep. It's all about smarter, not harder. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, this is uh, this has been enlightening, Noel. I've enjoyed listening to everything you had to say today. <laughs> um, but that is going to do it for us this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, and before you go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is also the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her relationship books, her most recent ones at least, are Your Man is Wonderful and dangerous relationships uh, but her newest book is actually a business one called Dada Bad Boss you can get it on Kindle readers um, which you can download the Kindle app for free on just about any electronic device known to man um, another recent book uh, is a business one for the Kindle reader it's called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy um, and by the way I should mention that there was a recent study that just came out that essentially just validated everything that Noel has been preaching uh, <laughs> since that book has come out and probably before then. So uh, she knows what she's talking about, and that book is fantastic too because it's, it's got all the data in there with uh, very good case studies. Um, so check those out. You can get all this information at her website, noelnelson.com. It's got a beautiful redesign on it, and it's very easy to find everything you need. You can follow Noelle on the social media platforms. Uh, she is on Twitter, at Dr. Noel Nelson. She is on Facebook. She is on Google+. Uh, we, of course, are on all that stuff as well. Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, Twitter, Tum uh, Pinterest, Instagram. Um, we're actually going to try to do better on Instagram, so stay tuned. Um, we're working on quite a few things, so uh, hopefully uh, you are following on all those things. And we have links on our website, hitchmag.com, to all of Noelle's stuff, uh, all the social networks, everything. So if you can't remember all this stuff, uh, just go to hitchmag.com and you'll get all this great information. So uh, one last time, I want to thank you again, Noelle, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Everybody. The world is ours tonight.